this is a love poem. And I think it's really nice poets should always write love poems. I only want to be there to kiss you, as you want to be kissed when you need to be kissed where I want to kiss you because it's my house, and I plan to live in it. I really need to hug you when I want to hug you, as you like to hug me. Does this sound like a silly poem? I mean, it's my house, and I want to fry pork chops and bake sweet potatoes and call them yams, because I run the kitchen, and I can stand the heat. I spent all winter in carpet stores gathering patches so I can make a quilt. Does this really sound like a silly poem? I mean, I want to keep you warm. And my windows might be dirty, but it's my house. And if I can't see out sometimes, they can't see in either. English isn't a good language to express emotion through. Mostly, I imagine, because people try to speak English instead of trying to speak through it. I don't know. Maybe this is a silly poem. I'm saying it's my house, and I'll make fudge and call it love and touch my lips to the chocolate warmth and smile at old men and call that revolution because what's real is really real. And I still like men in tight pants because everybody has something to give and, more important, needs something to take. And this is my house, and you make me happy. So this is your poem. busy and I don't want to be a burden and blah 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 and so I wouldn't ask for help and then it dawned on me you know when people would want to help me you know that oh like if people believe in what you're doing then they want to help you know and it's not necessarily that it's a burden it actually brings them joy to help and then the more that article that I pulled up was really just like looking a little more into the science behind asking for help and giving help you know just the fact that like when we give help, you know, of course it has to be within our means and, and something that we feel like we're capable of giving help with and that we aren't being taken advantage of and et cetera, et cetera. But generally when we give help, it makes us feel good. You know, it, it, it increases our self-esteem. And, and so it was just switching that idea of like asking for help, being a burden to other people and recognizing that people actually do want to help. And then one of the biggest things too is just recognizing that like there's a power imbalance with you know especially when you're building a company it's like there are people who have a lot of capital and there are people who have a lot of experience with building companies and they got there because they were helped by other people like no one actually does anything alone and so they actually understand that and want to be able to help other people get to where they're at and also just the fact that like you literally can't do anything at scale without getting help from other people so the faster you actually get around the right people and ask them for help, 
you know, the more doors get open. And that's something I've been realizing a lot recently is like, cause I, I, I myself, you know, try to give help as much as I can, wherever I can. And then, you know, but I wasn't always as willing to ask for help. And now, you know, a lot of people, they will be like, Hey, if there's any way I can help you, let me know. Right. And it doesn't always have to be whatever. It doesn't always have to be a direct ask, but it is important for you to just put out there like what you are looking for you know so what i've been doing a lot more is saying hey i'm looking for this or if you know anyone that's doing this or anyone that can help me with this let me know and more often than not people are like yeah i know somebody that's doing that or at least they keep it in mind you know and then there's just more doors that get opened up and if and literally if you don't ask for it it's not gonna happen (laughs) and so that's that's been one of the biggest things that i've had to learn that's real. I mean, I think it's interesting too, because it's like the the satisfaction when you're helping someone, it's like in some ways when you ask for help, you're kind of helping give that satisfaction to, to someone else. Like it's a little bit yeah. paradoxical in that sense where it's like, obviously you have to be vulnerable, but it's also like I personally, when I help people, or like when someone comes to me asking for help and I can provide the help that they need, it's like that's that does like make me feel good. It's like, that's the type of person that I want to be is to be able to like provide for the people around me when they need to be provided for. So, but it is like, that can only happen if you know that the other person needs help. Exactly. Right. Cause well, a, a couple of other things that the article was saying is just uh, like people don't want to like overstep, right. They don't. Cause sometimes if people actually don't want help, they can get a little offended. So you gotta like, let them know how they can help. Let them know that you're actually looking for help and then also make it easy for that person so that, you know, if they are able to provide the help, they can actually do that. There's something else that said that was on the tip of my tongue, but when I remember it, I'll share it. Oh, this is what it was. They were saying that oftentimes when we ask people for help, we turn a positive experience into a negative one because we ask in a way that where we're apologizing or where we're highlighting the negative parts of it. So we might be like, you know, hey, man, can you give me, can you do this for me? I know that this might be like taken away from all the things you have to do in your life, you know, but can you please do this? And it's just like, then now you turn this thing that I would have been like cool with and happy to into something that like seems like a, a it's not a, a, it's a negative experience. Or sometimes we make it transactional, right? So instead of being like, hey, can I borrow this book from you? Or, or hey, can I, can you help me with this? And just letting it be that we often sometimes feel like we need to then like compensate by also doing something for that same person. And so though it takes away the ability for that person to actually feel good. I feel like they're being generous because then it's more of a transaction. Have you guys always felt comfortable um, asking for help? Well, I guess, wait, be, before you answer that, I guess we should probably do some some intros. Welcome back to the, to the communal auto space. You free? It's e on the line, got a Zim, of course. Who else are we speaking with right now? Kyle, good friend of Azim and Eric. Really happy to be here. Word, word, word. To answer your question, yeah, I feel like for me, I haven't always been comfortable asking for help. I feel like it's the same kind of like the flip side of the fact that I do take pride in being able to provide. It's like, it's easy to kind of flip that. You know, it's funny because I actually read an article recently about shame and that kind of comes to mind. It's like, you could feel ashamed a lot of the time to ask for help because it's like, I should be able to, you know, especially, I mean, in certain cultures and certain, uh, like, I mean, being like a, a man in, in Muslim background, like there was a lot of things that I didn't necessarily feel like I should be able to, I should be turning to other people for help. It should be like, okay, I just got to be able to hold this down. And I feel like a yeah. lot of 
my homies even from different backgrounds, especially a lot of the the men that I know kind of hold that and like it, it is hard sometimes to be vulnerable like you just got to learn to to trust other people and like as you build relationships with people and also as you see you know as people let it's kind of like you see people be vulnerable around you so you feel more comfortable being vulnerable around them and like now it's like any of my homies like I wouldn't feel ashamed to ask for help if I needed it and I'm, I would hope that none of them would feel any sort of way about asking me for help if they know that I can help them. I come from a big family where we always had to actually have to reach out in order to help each other with um just many different siblings and also have my mom and pops here they've instilled in us that it's okay to ask for help especially if you're asking for help from family or close friends you know that no one really has it figured out so if you do feel like you need a helping hand it's like why make things difficult for you work smart not work harder you know mm-hmm. that's sort of the the upbringing that's why i like i appreciate team sports I'm pretty sure all of us fuck with basketball heavy on this line yeah. right now. And that's exactly a lot of what that is. That's but then you also have rappers too, like, like Fab that say, I don't fuck with the help. So, you know, sometimes I don't know what to think. <laughs> <laughs> but, but that's the thing, though, is like when you actually break it down, like literally no one does anything on their own. You can't. It's you impossible. We, we need each other with everything. So it's just overlooking the help if you don't, you know, acknowledge that, if you feel like you can do it all on your own, but what do you feel like you're you're comfortable asking for help from strangers or people you don't uh, know as well? A lot, of, a lot, of the, a lot of the time, I rather try to figure it out myself when it comes to asking for help from strangers. Mm-hmm. And then if it really comes down to it, at least I knew that I gave it a shot. With friends, it's a little smoother of a transition for me to be like, "Hey, can you just help me out with this?" Because the people that I feel like I surround myself with, um, we've all enabled ourselves in order to be able to be a resource for answers, you know? I feel like with strangers, sometimes it's like, and maybe this is just because of like how deeply rooted capitalism is in our society. But like, I feel like if like I don't know you, then like, I don't know if you're looking at this transactionally, if I'm asking for help, like sometimes I, I'll be approaching it with the expectation of like, all right, like I'm asking for help now. That means that like sometime down the line, this person might feel like I owe them something if I don't know you at exactly. all, because a lot of times that's, that's what you end up experiencing either firsthand or like seeing others experience. But with friends, it always comes back around. Oh, yeah, that's so true. Energy. And, and w- one thing I read about too in a, in a psychology book is this: uh, reciprocity is also ingrained in us. So we generally do have that feeling where, you know, if someone does something for us, we want to reciprocate and do something for them. So that's something that that is pretty natural. I've also realized too, though, there's difference between you know, of course, there are people that you're closer friends with. But in general, with other people, even if you aren't like best of friends, it is important to to actually build a genuine relationship and not just try to use that person without actually even trying to build a relationship with them. But then at the same time, I realize there's also a balance of like, it's important to get help from people that know what, like it's important to have mentors and advisors is really what I'm getting at um, when you're trying to do something that's new. And, you know, these might not necessarily be your best friends, but these are people that have the knowledge and the experience and the social capital or, or, you know, financial capital to be able to actually help you get to where they're at. And in those cases, I realized it's, it's, 
even if you don't have the best of relationship with that person, it's important to one, build an, an authentic relationship with them. And then two, be willing to say like, these are things that I'm struggling with, you know, or these are things I can use help with. Do you know anyone that can help me with this? Or can you point me in the direction? Are there any resources, right? Not necessarily saying that, like, I'm too lazy to figure it out by myself, but like still being willing to put it out there that like, hey, this is what I, you know, need support with, you know, and if there are ways that you can support me with this, it'd be really helpful for me. Yeah, and being authentic and honest, that's probably at the top of the list. Like, I love constructive criticism. Like, don't just say something that's just good or dope. You know, like, let me know the ins and outs of why the way you think whatever I'm presenting to you actually is. That's why I don't know. Sometimes people say that me and my friends were mean to each other rude, but it's just like, yeah, if we don't let each other know the real, then who the fuck else would? <laughs> so I find it I find it a fine balance, too. Because you can't have these mentors and advisors, but, like, how honest are they really going to be with you at the end of the day? Right. It's like, if I... If I just you know ate lunch and i'm walking around and i got some shit on my face mad and mad people are looking at me and nobody's saying wow. anything it's like someone's someone's got to come up to me like yo you got you got something on your face brother you got you gotta wash that off you know yeah. but i mean and it, it kind of it kind of comes back to shame again where it's like sometimes people just like they don't want to be the one to bring that attention because I, I don't even know i mean maybe it's like i guess you just don't know how the other person is going to react like yeah like who are you to to tell me what I got on my face? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I mean, I think I think part of it too is like the difference between strangers and connections, and and also like nowadays, because because when you were talking about strangers earlier, Kyle, I was thinking about like people who I just don't have any connection with whatsoever, and it's like maybe I'm cold, oh, true, true. sending like an email about something, and I'm just like crossing my fingers, like yo, I've seen what you're doing. I hope that uh, like maybe you be down to like. Me for coffee, even though I don't drink coffee. Me for tea, uh, you know, talk, chop it up real quick, or like whatever the case may be. And and I've done that before, and like some people have have you know actually agreed to meet me, and like I've given me some valuable insights, which I really appreciate. But I feel like in that case, it's also knowing, kind of scoping and seeing like who, like even even though people are strangers the type of strangers that you'd probably be reaching out to like that have platforms. So it's like, you can kind of scope the platforms and see how they are presenting themselves to the world. And like some people with platforms present themselves to the world more openly. And like, they seem like they'd be more willing to just like start a conversation out of the blue or like help someone in need of help out of the blue. Whereas like, there's other people who kind of move a little bit differently and you're, and I'm probably not going to be inclined to just like reach out to them out of the blue. Like, Hey, what's up? Yeah, for sure, man. I mean, and, and I think that that's that's the cool thing about you know the internet is like literally we have access to anybody. And, and, and to that point, I think a big thing is like also considering like how you can actually offer value to that person, and also thinking about like why you are reaching out to that person and 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 go in without any expectations, right? I think that's where where things can not go as well as where you expect or we feel entitled to get something when, especially when you don't even know the person, you know what I mean? But like, I feel like if someone, I mean, that's one thing I'm big on honestly is like, if someone's doing something that I think is really dope or, or is really moving, moving me, um, you know, and regardless of their platform, I, I generally like don't have any expectations, you know, it's just like, Oh, I want to be connected to this person because they're doing this and this inspires me. And so I often just DM people, you know, that even when I don't know them uh, and be like, yo, I really fuck with this. And 
you know, just putting it out there. And oftentimes it's just, they, the response is just like, thank you. You know what I mean? And, and that is what it is. You know, and some people I'm like, you know, if I feel like there is a ways that we can offer value to each other, then I might share that. They usually say that the people that give the most are the ones that receive the most blessings as well. Of course. You, yeah. I really feel like you have to give that energy and put that energy out there in order for it to come back. And always just think about how best can you provide value. Because once you start providing value to projects and people in general, you're then planting seeds within that community. You're then planting um, just opportunities for growth for yourself, too. 100%, man. Yeah, that's it. People talk. People talk. So the, so the, the more you give, the more it, you know, it comes back. For sure, man. Sure. And I feel like a, a lot of it, I'm not, for some, I'm just like thinking about intention and how important intention is. And, and I would think going back to kind of like asking for help, for me, the reason I'm more comfortable asking for help or like situations I'm more comfortable asking for help is where like, I know that my intention to get whatever help I'm receiving is ultimately for, so I can give back more, like, so it's for the community. True. So like even going back to what you're doing, Kyle, like in terms of any help that you receive on the business side, it's like the bit, your business is built around community. So like all of that ultimately is you trying to, build that out so you can share more with more people. 100%. And if it was a meditation, what do you think it'd be? Yeah. I mean, honestly, re- recently I've been really big on just like uh, human connection, you know, because we, our culture really prioritizes like independence, you know, and like the pulling ourselves up from our bootstrap concept. And we really overlook how necessary human connection is, you know, cause it's like, as a baby, like your brain literally doesn't develop if your parents aren't like talking to you and like giving True. you care and touch. And then we grow up and all of a sudden we get to the point where we're like, oh, you were just totally independent and we don't need anybody. It's like, <laughs> nah, we're tribal animals. You know what I yep. mean? And so that's one of the things that's been big for me, especially being in urban settings like New York, they can be so isolating and lonely and no one's talking about it, you know? So. That's been a big focus of mine recently. Is how, how how do we solve that problem? How do we create create spaces where people can can you know meaningfully connect? You know, especially with things like church mm-hmm. not being a thing that our generation really resonates with or, or or wants to to go to. You know, but we still need spaces to gather where we can you know have meaningful communities. So that's what I've been thinking about a lot. But I feel like people aren't going to church, but their places of sanctuary end up being environments like the gym, for example, you know, like running around Central Park, going to your favorite coffee spot once or twice a week. So it's interesting the way even that space people think about differently. Yeah. I I see like CrossFit and SoulCycle and like basketball Mm -hmm. leagues. Those are like the new ways we're gathering. But one of the things that I feel like a lot of those places are, like those places are great for building relationships uh, which is super necessary. But one of the things I feel like church did really well is it allowed us to really share on like just more human things, you know, the more human side of things. And in, in general, we don't, in our society, we don't have as much of a space to just talk about real life things with people, you know? So I think we do, we still are craving those types of spaces where it's like, known that hey you know this is a safe space for me to really build with people and and let down my guard a little bit 
I'm curious though, what what are things that you guys have been have been learning about recently? Because that was for me asking for help was like the biggest thing. Like what what's something you guys are like still learning or or have learned recently that you feel like was pretty impactful? Mm, that's a good question. I know, right? That's uh, <laughs> that's a, that's a real good one. Actually, I read a I read a quote the other day. I forget who it was by, but it was basically saying that discipline is liberation, which feels kind of oxymoronic because it's like discipline you know implies a certain sort of rigor whereas liberation implies a certain sort of looseness but i think Mm. i'm i'm understanding that a little bit more in the sense of like i don't i guess for me it's like there's so much that i kind of want to accomplish and there's so much um there's so many forms of content that i'm trying to create that uh, and to me, that that that's like a big form of liberation for me is like being free to create, being and like being free to do things that other people can connect with, and being free, you know, in terms of what we're doing with the podcast to build the community. But it's like the best way for me to accomplish those things is to really stick to kind of the same routine and really maximize my hours. And that's something that's been difficult mm. for me for a very long time. Like I'm someone who yeah. very much, especially because like I'm a night owl, uh, and so. You know, most people I know who are very disciplined with their hours tend to get up very early. So the examples that I've seen, I've been like, damn, I don't, I don't know if I could really recreate that. <laughs> exactly. But I think the more, like, especially this year so far, I've been really trying to lock in and be like, all right, this this is what I'm going to do. You know, obviously, like, wake up, go to work. These are how I'm going to spend the hours afterwards. Like, on weekends when I have all this free time, how am I really going to um, kind of maximize my time? And in doing so and in kind of finding that discipline, there is a lot of liberation because it feels like, all right, I'm spending my time. Like, I feel like the feeling of satisfaction that comes after I've, like, used my time wisely, I now feel that more frequently because I just am using my time more wisely. <laughs> what do you think is a, a change that you have or have you made any changes that have contributed to you being able to use your time better i think ultimately for me it was it's more been a mental shift than anything i mean i think there's certain kind of things that i've worked into my routine that kind of give me a sense of like like something solid each day like i always end each day kind of like uh writing my thoughts down filling a page like and and i think having that on a day-to-day that i'm like all right let me lean into this i'm gonna do this every every single day um that's been part of it but i think at the end of the day it's really just been more of a mental switch for me where i'm just like all right like i really got to be kind of spending my time more wisely and kind of i'm definitely trying to be more organized in terms of jotting down my ideas and stuff like that but i can't say that there's like one one big solution or uh, a resource that i tapped into that really has helped beyond just like thinking about things a little bit differently have you guys ever created a vision board no i haven't yeah, yeah me i'm neither. curious about that i have some friends that have and they actually say whatever they put on that board comes to fruition so i think it's always just subconsciously that, just thinking about it you know just having that in the back of your mind so you're working at it and it has that compound effect day in and day out i have i do believe in so I'm not necessarily made a vision board, but I have like explicitly written down like, okay, this is what my main focus is. This is what my biggest goal is. And I mean, the crazy thing is then you actually start doing things to reach that and you start ta- telling people that this is what you want to reach and you start, you know, doing less of other things that aren't helping you to get there. And then inevitably you <laughs> You you know it might not look like what you imagined, but you you get you get closer to that. That's right. I, I feel like everything that I've like put my mind to, and then put the energy into it, 
like it ha- it happens, you know? And it might not happen in the time frame that I want it to, or it might not look exactly like what I want it to look like, but something comes to fruition, which is pretty cool. But Eric, I, w- I want to hear from you. What, what's something you've been learning about recently? There's just really, there's no time. Like you don't have to do things by a certain time or by a certain age. Like the way I realized to measure success is, am I happy? Did I feel like I had a good and productive day? I feel like far too many times I'm thinking, I used to frame things in the sense where it's like, all right, by the time I'm 25, I need to have X, Y, Z done. Okay, by the time I'm 26. Or even when I graduated from school, I just expected and gave myself goals in which I thought that I would be performing by on certain years and certain birthdays, but it just comes back to those expectations. And when you set up certain expectations, if you don't live up to it because we're still all trying to figure out at the end of the day, it leaves a lot of room or more room for disappointment. So I just learned to just honestly just compound those day-to-day victories and mm. figure out the long game from them. And that's what these conversations are valuable, man. It's just really taking the time for myself, communicating with others, picking other people's brains, and just keeping the back of the mind that everything happens at its own pace. I went into this little mode of, um, especially like during the winters, like, Still having social media, but like putting it in a certain folder, <laughs> a couple pages away from the general apps that I'm clicking on a day to day basis. Or even I went through a scrub on my social media and just started following um, more authors or artists or even people trying to build communities. So I feel like that's been all like mind altering a little bit, if that makes sense. Yeah, man. That's cool. Who, who are some of the, the people that you follow that you feel like? have been big for you. I guess you wonder where I've been. I guess you wonder where I've been. I guess you wonder where I've been. I search to find the love within. Just to find the love within